0: Hey, my fellow podcasters, this is the Havilah Cunnington Podcast, and this is Havilah Cunnington. I thought maybe you'd like to listen into one of the messages that we've been sharing. So sit back, tune in, and receive from the Holy Spirit. I hope that you get something out of this, and I'll catch up with you at the end of this short message. I want to talk about a spiritual practice of remembrance. The spiritual practice of remembrance. We don't really talk much about this in church. I've been in church for longer than I can remember. And we don't do this very often, but I think it's one of the most significant things we can do as women of God. And I think we miss this so much. In Psalms 106, I want you to turn there because we're going to hang out there for a little bit. We begin to kind of look a little bit about what happens when we forget about God and the promises in our lives and we forget about um, what he did? And you know what? It's, it's not uncommon. The people of Israel totally forgot about what God did for them. Could you imagine like you trying to cross the Sacramento River and it just goes up? Could you imagine and crossing on dry land and, and then forgetting again? But you know, we go through hard things. It's hard to remember the promises of God. Right? When you go through something hard in God, it's so funny. How many of you ever been like, you know, I, I, get, I get really, really final about things when I'm going through hard things. Anybody do that? Like, you have never showed up for me. Is anybody like that? <laughs> how many of you are like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> Forget the 15,000 text messages on my phone. I have no friends, God. It's like we, how many of you just feel yourself go, Whoosh into total survival and like, I am on my own. I'm gonna survive this. You better watch out, you know? And and I think that's very common. We go through hard things. We forget about everything that's ever happened. We do that in our relationships, right? How many of you are like one of those where your friend is a knucklehead and you're like, you never, and it's like you think, like they're thinking, honey, I've done this thousand things, but this one thing is gonna be the crisis in our relationship? I, I, I've heard there are people like that and, um, (laughs) shame on them. So, you know, I, I think that we've got to understand where we're at and we've got to learn how to operate in faith and get ourselves into a place of faith, even when we're in the desert and it's our responsibility not to be preached out of it. It's our responsibility in maturity to get ourselves out of it. And how do we get ourselves out of it? Well, there are spiritual practices and this is one of them. So Psalms 106, I want us to just, if you've got your pen or whatever and you wanna highlight some things, you can do that. But uh, Psalms 106, verse seven, I want us to kind of start there. And you can read this entire chapter and it goes throughout it. There's a whole picture being painted. But in verse seven, it says in 106, seven, it says, uh, when our forefathers were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses. Now I want you to underline not remembered and I want you to underline no thought. And they rebelled in the sea, the Red Sea, yet you saved them for his namesake and, made, and to make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea and it dried up. He led them through the depths as, as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of the foe, from the hand of the enemy, he redeemed them. The waters covered their adversities. Not one of them survived. Then they believed your promises and they sang his praise. I want you to underline, they believed his promises. Okay. Then I want us to keep going to verse 13, but they soon forgot. So I want you to underline that. Ah, uh, they were, okay, let's see. You dried the land, you saw their, their adversaries. Uh, what else? Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you rescued from Egypt, but then they soon forgot. So we're watching a cycle here. I want you to underline, they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his counsel. In the desert they gave into their cravings and in the wasteland they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease upon them, okay? And then I want you to jump down to verse 21. They forgot the God who saved them who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land. Okay, so basically, I wanna stop right there. You'll see throughout the entire chapter of 106, God rescues the Israelites, and then they forget. He saves them from Egypt, and then they forget. He, he, they, they ask for all these things. He comes and does it, and then they forget. And there's this cycle of forgetting. And what I have found is that we as Christians, we have a tendency to do this a lot. I like to call it the forget cycle. And um, this forget cycle is, is interesting. Is that right? Thank you, I got a little nervous. Um, is that we have a tendency to have a forget cycle with God. And what we don't know is that every time we go through this cycle, we actually lose more faith and we lose more confidence in God and it changes us. And it takes us longer to turn around and get back to what he's doing and back to what he's already done. And and what I have found is that this cycle really, really alters us. And the cycle that I have found many times is uh, what we find with the Israelites is that they first remembered. So the first thing they do is they remember... I'm gonna write this really small and it's not in the notes, but you can just take notes. They remember what God does. So they'll remember something. He'll remind them, hey, take note, remember what I've done. And, 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 and for me in my life, usually God moves in my life, like this conference or something, and I'm motivated to seek him. How many of you feel motivated to seek him? Good, you should. If you don't, I'm sorry, but that should come. It'll come. Um, but usually God does something. He reminds us of what he's done. And then what we find with them is that because he takes too long. Come on. Because God takes too long to get us to our promised land, what do we start to do? We start to grumble. Right? Everybody say grumble. Grumble. There's a lot of grumbling in the Bible. If you Google the word grumble, it's kind of crazy just saying that. So they start to grumble and then they lose sight, they lose sight of Him. How many of you have found that in your own life to be true? You, God tells you something, you wait, you get tired of waiting, and then all of a sudden you don't, you just kind of feel this like this first, it kind of comes in this anxiety, like when's it going to happen? I mean, come on, what's going to happen? And, and what happens is we get excited that God's going to do something like here. We, we, we're in this kind of conference, and Joelle's talking about being flexible, and last night we're talking about purpose, and then we leave this place, and we have this expectation, like, I'm going to meet you, God. I'm gonna meet you. And then pretty soon Monday comes along and Tuesday comes along and you know carpools and lunch dates and all this good stuff. And then a year goes by and we're like, we still haven't seen anything. And all of a sudden the anxiety and the discouragement, we start to lose sight of him and we start to grumble. And the problem is, is if you let grumbling come into your life, you're not gonna last. You're not gonna get to your promised land. In fact, what's gonna happen is God's gonna say, oh, so you're not really willing to go on my timetable. So guess what, we're gonna hang out here until you learn a little bit more on how to become a disciple of mine. And then what happens is we start to, we start to sound like we are done. How many of you have ever sounded done with God? I'm just, I mean, come on, God, I've waited. And so people ask you how you're doing, it's I'm okay. What's going on? Not, not much. So uh, are you going to be doing anything different with the speaking? Or mm, I don't know. We'll see if anybody even recognizes me. And we start to kind of like throw people under the bus in the process. And we start to, we start to completely forget what God has done. It doesn't matter what. We totally start to forget. And then the grumbling begins to happen. And then usually what, we, what we, I find is we, 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 do, we make our own move. Come on. So, uh, okay, I'm not going to pray for my husband anymore. I'm going to confront him. Because it's time. I'm a prophetic woman, I know these things. And so I waited, I prayed, I got the Pray for Your Husband book, I read the whole thing, and nothing's really changed. And in fact, he's gone worse. And so uh, it's time for me to do something. And so I'm going to make my move. And what happens is in the anxiety of making our move, whether it be towards purpose or towards restoration or towards health or whatever it is, we make our move and then without God's blessing, God didn't say do it, we do it anyway. And then we experience something called pain. (laughs) Right? So now we're in this mode of, disappointed and angry because you didn't do what I asked you to do, right, in my timing. Then I moved out, and then we not, we don't, we're not don't we we not only discouraged, we blame him because he didn't somehow make it happen when we needed it to happen. And we pray for a miracle, like, oh God, make this be right. And God's like, no, no, I already told you what to do right here, which is sit and wait patiently, but instead you're already over here, and you have forgotten everything that I promised, but you're gonna have to trust me. I may not be fast, but I'm never late. So trust me. And so we get into this, oh, we make our own move. And then what we end up doing is we end up experiencing pain without him. And then God usually brings us to a crisis where we have to remember. Right? So now all of a sudden, I'm going to say, we break. That's what I want to say a breaking point. How many of you have found that in your own life where we get to a place where we literally come, he, he tells us something's gonna happen, we believe him, then it doesn't happen in our timing, uh, it feels like we're totally alone and isolated in it, we start to grumble because we never move without grumbling. The grumbling is the beginning of doing something wrong. The grumbling should be the signal that things are not going well. We rarely move. We rarely go like, I'm enjoying peace. And oh my gosh, we just did something crazy. No, usually it festers a little bit. It's like, I've been waiting. And someone goes, well, I thought it was your turn. And we go, I thought it was too. And we start to kind of have this process. Well, you know, that's funny. We went on, we we bought this. Well, we've never bought that. Well, my husband brought me this. Well, I've never been bought that. Well, I had to wait to be married until I was 18. I sought God. Well, 18, I'm 45. What are you talking about? And so we kind of go through this process of like, the grumbling begins and it begins to alter us. And then we make a move and then we're mad at God and we're mad at the people around us because it didn't happen how we wanted it to. And then we're in crisis. And what God is trying to do is not make this right. He's not trying to clean up the thing that you shouldn't have done in the first place, he's actually trying to get you to go back to remember what he said to you in the beginning. Hey, guys, I'm so glad you tuned in today. I hope that you like the message strengthening your voice. Uh, it's something that I feel like I get asked about continually. About how do you grow your voice? How do you strengthen it? And how do you continue to steward what God has given you? So, hope that I hope that that helped you. I'm so glad that you tuned in, and I got to tell you one thing. wait, wait, wait. don't stop the podcast. Don't do anything. Lean in. This is important. Next week's podcast is a celebration of our one year, and I got to tell you, there's like things that are coming your way, like gifts and surprises, and. You're going to want to tune in because we're going to tell you all about it. I also have a special guest on that podcast, um, but I've actually never had a guest on my podcast, so this is a big deal. You're going to want to tune in, um, and I'm so glad, again, that, you, that you're that you here with me. Always honored that you give me a little bit of your time, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Have a great day.